Welcome to Impacting Care, inspiring stories from people who are impacting care together by raising awareness or improving diagnosis and access to care for people living with hemophilia and other blood disorders in low and middle income countries. This podcast is produced by the Novo Nordisk Hemophilia Foundation. Hello and welcome. My name is Natalia and I'm happy to welcome you to a new series of podcasts focusing on volunteers. Today, I'm honoured to welcome Dr. Salud Diop, Professor of Hematology, Head of the Hematology Department at Sheikh Anta Diop University in Dakar, and Director of the Senegalese National Blood Transfusion Centre. Professor Diop, a warm welcome and thank you very much for taking the time to talk to us today. Thank you very much for inviting me. If you don't mind, I would love to give our listeners some background on you. You are a well-renowned professor in the field of haemophilia and sickle cell disease, and you have been one of the key contributors to changing the landscape of haemophilia care in Africa over the past years. To mention some of your contribution, you've co-authored more than 80 peer review articles and participated in several clinical trials in the past 15 years. Can I ask you, how did you first start working in haemophilia and blood disorders? Uh, my, my interest uh, starts uh, very early in my career, at the end of the 90s. Uh, I was a resident in hematology and blood transfusion department, and uh, we had, at this time, uh, very few patients, around uh, 10 patients uh, with haemophilia, uh, that was followed in the center. And I quickly realized the inadequacies of this care, uh, both in terms of diagnosis capacity and in terms of treatment. So uh, thanks to the WFH scholarship program, uh, I was able to benefit from a fellowship at the International Hemophilia Treatment Center in Paris where I uh, realized the big gap that existed between uh, France and our country in terms of uh, care of this disease. I then uh, decided to engage myself in finding how to improve such situation. On this way, uh, we took many actions for a better organization of the follow-up of our court. We uh, improve our hemostasis laboratory capacities. We also invest ourselves with the patient's association to increase outreach and uh, to increase also identification of, of new patients. If I could take you back uh, to your the beginning of your career in hemostasis, what was the haemophilia care like in, in Senegal at this time? Could you give any sort of specific instances that you can recall um, to, to describe what it was like in Senegal? I think that there are two elements that really can summarize haemophilia care at that time. Uh, the poor diagnosis and inaccessibility of treatment. I remember at this time that factor essays was not done on a regular basis in our laboratories. There were very frequent shortage of factor assay reagents. And also, there were few technicians trained to perform them. 
that for this for this reason we there were very few cases followed up in hospitals and the disease was therefore unknown for the population the healthcare professional are of course uh, unknown for the health authorities uh, as for factor concentrates even doctors had never seen them uh, so patients were treated with uh, wool blood or if they were more fortunate with fresh frozen plasma and um, at this time did you have the opportunity to exchange with other african countries to share experiences and learn from each other yes uh, during my uh, residency i had the chance to visit some uh, hematology department in some african countries like in cote d'ivoire and uh, i learned a lot uh, about uh, of course sickle cell disease that was the predominant uh, disease but also uh, with uh, hemostatic disease like uh, hemophilia and after also my uh, uh, by staying in france uh, i uh, enriched my experience on this uh, aspect uh, and during our congresses african society of hematology uh, congresses we had many times to uh, uh, exchange about hemophilia but just to see that uh, this disease was not benefit with a good care in our countries how did the hematology department at the Sheikh Antediop University become a referral and training center for western africa over the years the, the senegalese association of hemophilia wa- was really the first association in french african Uh, countries to be recognized by by the WFH as a member uh, we have thus established a very good relationship with the WFH very early on uh, which has enabled us to organize regular training workshop in Dakar on various aspect of hemophilia with participants coming from all over africa since 2008 So this uh, dynamic has also facilitated advocacy with our authorities for better recognition of this disease. Uh, we we also have developed our laboratory capacities, the organization of patient follow up. We have trained more staff and all this has contributed to making our center a reference center which is uh, currently recognized as an international hemophilia treatment center and uh, of course which allows us actually uh, to regularly uh, receive trainees from all african country in the french speaking zone over the past years you have hosted healthcare professionals from the gambia and ivory coast as part of projects supported by the novo nordisk hemophilia foundation what typically do the trainees and trainers learn regarding the trainees i think they have realized that by investing more their time in hemophilia uh, they can really improve their care very significantly in senegal uh, they can find that we are trying to integrate more hemophilia into the health system uh, of course the, the current situation has to be improved but all patients are currently diagnosed at a young age thanks to training and thank also to the availability of screening tests uh, throughout the country 
similarly, the Dakar Reference Center has trained staff fully oriented to the management of the disease, uh, as well as a laboratory that can perform screening tests. Factor assays, uh, we also uh, perform inhibitor screening and titration, and, and more recently also we uh, include platelet aggregation tests. Uh, for us, the trainees who come are also an opportunity to share and to exchange our experiences. And I think we learn how uh, our trainees also deal with the difficulties in their respective country. We live in quite similar countries, and I think these exchanges are very useful to us. And were there any challenges on the way to becoming a referral and training centre? One of the big challenges is to have the capacities to be referral and training centre. Uh, capacities in terms of human resources, in terms of uh, material and equipments, in terms also of uh, organisational capacities. The other difficulty is time, because you need to have enough time to do all this. Being a hematologist in Africa means that you have to deal with many different blood diseases, such as sickle cell disease, malignant hemopathies, and so on. So the, the competition between the different diseases means that we do not always have the time to deal with a disease as rare as hemophilia. So how did you overcome these challenges? I think that the best way to overcome these challenges is really to integrate the management of hemophilia into the care offered to patients uh, who suffer from blood disease, while uh, recognizing the specificity of this management. Uh, When we invest in the management of sickle cell disease, when we invest in uh, uh, hematology malignancies, in blood transfusion, uh, people with hemophilia can also benefit from it. Uh, This is uh, particularly true in Africa, where uh, the resources are often not available or uh, not often used for uh, diseases that are rare. So regarding the challenge of time uh, availability, it requires personal commitment and a very good organization of your own time. And going back to um, the training, the actual training side of things, what is, in your opinion, the ideal duration of a training in order to allow the participants to gain confidence and and be able to perform at their best once they return home? In our experience, the session we offer uh, lasts one month and depends on the type of uh, training. Uh, We always try to put in the curriculum uh, aspects such as organization of follow-up, uh, patient care, laboratory diagnosis, uh, relations with other stakeholders, such as association or authorities. Uh, we also include a multidisciplinary approach. So uh, the, the objective of this training is really that at the end, we get from the training a continued commitment to the management of homophilia in their own country. 
So do you usually stay in contact with the trainees after the training? And if so, how regularly do you and your team exchange with them? I think it, it depends, of course, of the trainees. But we try, uh, we try to have regular contact with them. Uh, if, I, if I take this example of trainees from the Gambia, I can tell that we are constantly in contact uh, because uh, we have uh, a regular phone and WhatsApp calls uh, to, to manage specific cases. In addition to hosting healthcare professionals from various African countries at the haematology department you're heading, you've also contributed to the success of other projects supported by the Novo Nordisk Haemophilia Foundation, namely the first project led by the National Patient Organization in Senegal and the Artificial Intelligence Chatbot Project. Serving as an expert advisor, you have contributed to ensuring, for instance, that the data in the Artificial Intelligence Chatbot is valid. Uh, You've collaborated with other experts, such as Professor Delmorlus, based in Geneva, Switzerland, and the testing of the chatbot has been done in close collaboration with your team. What is, in your opinion, the greatest benefit of this type of international collaboration for people with haemophilia and the healthcare professionals? Yes, the international uh, collaboration, this collaboration between uh, experts coming from several countries on uh, projects like this one uh, can be uh, very useful uh, because... uh, it can allow to obtain a better validations, uh, both on the technical and cultural level. I think it was a very rewarding experience. What are the benefits of AI chatbox like Say2 Hemophilia app for people living, for instance, in rural areas of Senegal or other African countries? Say2 Hemophilia allows patients to uh, learn more about hemophilia. Uh, to be able to find adequate answers uh, to the questions uh, they ask themselves. And uh, all this uh, was done in their own uh, languages. Uh, I think that uh, this tool is a real relay uh, for us, for all the healthcare uh, professionals, uh, since uh, really it helps us to better educate patients And very, very importantly, I think these tools also allow them to be uh, real actors in their own care. You're listening to Impacting Care from the Novo Nordisk Haemophilia Foundation. If you're enjoying this episode, please make sure to subscribe to this podcast in your podcast player. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube. So over the years uh, while working in haemophilia, you have witnessed the impact of joining forces with other diseases like sickle cell disease. What is your perspective on current projects benefiting both haemophilia patients and sickle cell patients? I think it is a very good idea to put uh, these two diseases uh, together. Uh, In Senegal, haemophilia and uh, sickle cell disease are the two diseases are in the same program at the Ministry of Health and are considered as priority in the chronic disease departments. Uh, also, the patients are followed at the same department. So I think it is very logical 
to put them together. And uh, what does the future look like, in your opinion? Um, and how could joining forces benefit also the sickle cell disease? My, my thinking is that uh, bringing sickle cell anemia and uh, hemophilia closer uh, together has many advantages. Uh, first, I, I, how first, both diseases are inherited blood diseases. Uh, so uh, integrating their management makes sense in terms of uh, health policies, particularly in Africa where resources are scarce. Uh, in terms also of advocacies with the authorities, sickle cell disease is very well known and frequent in our countries. And I think that putting the two pathologies together uh, would probably facilitate uh, the advocacy. Uh, you know that sickle cell disease is uh, better known and has more resources. And uh, this situation also uh, could benefit hemophilia patients. And what would be your advice to head of haematology departments worldwide or potential hosting institutions who are willing to volunteer to train other healthcare professionals? I think that the, key, the, the two key words are commitment and volunteering. Uh, personal commitment is uh, very, very important for this neglected disease. This disease uh, requires to set up very specific and time-consuming actions where all is not always available, even for the most frequent diseases. Therefore, it requires a personal commitment. Also, it is also necessary to understand uh, uh, the notion of voluntary. Uh, that means uh, result from an act of will. Uh, so, so you have to engage yourself on this. And of course, behind... Uh, there is a feeling of having been really useful when you see the increase in the number of diagnosed cases, the, the reduction of cases of death, and uh, improvement in the joint health of patients compared to, to, to previous uh, generations. And such wonderful advice. Professor Diop, thank you so much for taking the time to share your experiences with us today. Thank you very much for inviting me. that is the end of today's episode please make sure to subscribe to this podcast if you want to start or get involved with a project as a volunteer or wish to have more information please visit the novo nordisk hemophilia foundation website at www.nnhf.org thanks for listening this podcast is intended for informational educational and inspirational purposes only Please speak with a healthcare professional before making any decisions related to your health. The interviews in this series are with project partners, people with bleeding disorders, and volunteers who are impacting care with the Novo Nordisk Haemophilia Foundation. Our guests haven't received compensation, and the views expressed are those of the people interviewed.